Yeah, hello everyone, welcome to episode 57 of Japan According to Akio. We had food and deep conversation. Like it was a uh, really uh, gamut of, of, of topics. Um, I think I started with New Year's related stuff. We hit uh, some food. Uh, I went back into the, to the list of, of different foods and gave a, a few breakdowns of that. And at the end of the convers- at the end of the podcast, I kind of went off on uh, you know a little bit of my personal history and um, some events in my life and, and, and you know shared a few deep thoughts and things like that. Um, a lot longer than I thought I would, but yeah, I think it was good stuff. And um, again, hopefully, it's beneficial one way or another for someone out there. You know, for the I checked maybe 13. We up to like 13 people, <laughs> not 13.2 <laughs> people listening to this. But you know, um, all I can say is enjoy the podcast and happy new year to everyone. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 57 of Japan According to Akil. I told you I'd be back and I didn't lie. <laughs> kind of cold, I'm under a blanket right now. You might hear me shuffling to get a little bit warmer, but yeah, I am here. I was just doing some work for a little bit um, and, you know, took a break and I was like, all right, I'm kind of tired, so... Before I go to sleep, let me give you a quick podcast. It probably won't be too long because it's like 12.30 in the morning. And I kind of thinking I want to wake up early and watch some college football on my smartphone. Oh, sorry about the yawning. Um, on my smartphone in the morning. I'm not going to use my PC because my bootleg Lenovo got hemmed up by some, I don't know, uh, some virus software or something. It caught a cold from some bootleg website I was watching in the past, watching football on. So, you know, iPhones don't really have that problem. So I'll just watch stuff on my iPhone in the morning if I wake up. So, um, and, and, and which means I'm not going to be too long, but you know, I, you know, I promised I was going to give multiple podcast towards the end of the year and I kind of wanted to keep that promise as much as I possibly can uh and not too much you know it's been just a couple of days since the previous podcast so not too much going on in for as far as updates at the end of the year is here I finished work today is my first official day off from work I slept in until 9 30 woo party time <laughs> I was actually supposed to go to, out to the movies, but that didn't happen. My son was not having it, so <laughs> um, so that's probably postponed until tomorrow. But um, but yeah, um, Japan Christmas again. Like I said before, Christmas is officially over. That's all out the window, and now it is New Year's time. And uh, New Year, I might in the, my next podcast, I might go over it a little bit. You know, I was thinking I might want to pull up some New Year's stuff, but it just didn't happen. If I have time, uh, I'll try and record one more before the end of the holiday, but no promises. Just because, generally speaking for me, like um, up until New Year's Eve, up until New Year's Day, pretty chill, quiet, just lots of time at home, some cleaning 
And yeah, cleaning during New Year's is kind of like a big thing. And just quiet time, sitting around eating oranges. Eating oranges is, is also a big thing for Japanese New Year's. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I probably ate like six or eight oranges today, <laughs> or you know, tangerines, or I don't know, mikan. It's mikan, but so I don't know exactly what the classification of the fruit is, what type subcategory of orange it is. But I just say fuck it, it's an orange. But yeah, just sitting around, you know, as I'm doing, under on under kotatsu, which is a heated table, watching TV, which I haven't really been doing too much of, or just hanging around, um, you know, resting, sleeping, stuff like that. Ah, fucking Ekiden's coming on was soon too. Ekiden, if you don't know, is uh, the relay marathon in Japan. I think it starts the first New Year's Day. And it starts from Nihonbachi, which is in central Tokyo. And basically, it's a relay marathon. So I think, like, I want to say, like, 16 kilometers or some shit like that. Like, a half a marathon. It's something like that. It's a long-ass distance. And I want to say it's four teams going out. So they run to Hakone, which is, um, uh, like, a hot spring town outside of Tokyo. So from Central Tokyo, they run, do the relay. Uh, I forgot again. Sorry, I forgot the distance exactly. But uh, four runners, you know, uh, pass not 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 like a baton. They pass a tashiki, which is like a, just a sash. They carry a sash, and there's a whole bunch of sub rules and shit that I learned along the way, which is is, is kind of way too complicated for me to get into. Like there's certain time constraints, and like if you're too far behind the leader, it's crazy. I I, I won't even get into it. Um, I might do something on that if you want to know about it. I'll think about it and see if I can you know pull up some stuff on it because it's just it's just a bunch of rules that I learned along. The, uh, throughout the years watching it and just like what, what, what the fuck is happening what, why are these, you know why does, it, why does the guy have a gun why, <laughs> why why are they giving out extra sashes like what the fuck <laughs> and like my wife and relatives have to explain shit to me so you know what is the seed and all this other crazy shit so um, but yeah so it's it's a relay so Ekiden if you want if you want if you want to do your own research is E-K-I D E N, S E K I D E N, would be um, what it is, and and so, yeah, they start from the Hombashi and run to the Onsen Town one day, and then I think it's four, I think it's four, it's either four or five. Now I don't know because it's once a year. I don't really, you know, it's only once a year. It's either four or f- fuck, I can't remember. It's been a year ago. It's either four or five, um, but and then the next day. Uh, run from that town back to the original start point, and you know it's time based. So the first day, uh, based on the like the time gap, whatever, it's a staggered start and stuff like that. So, um, it, yeah, it, it, so you're just spending the whole day eating oranges, watching that shit, and then there's also like the fucking high school soccer championships as well like a few days after new year's and just again eating oranges watching that shit so um that's kind of pretty much new year's in japan there's a bunch of different foods and things like that again it gets really deep and complicated uh i I won't get into it here the one thing i'll get into is 
omochi, which is a, a rice cake, is what you it'll be officially called in a dictionary. For me personally, a pounded rice cake is a better definition of it because you literally get this big mallet and just whack some rice and, and do some shit until like it actually becomes like this little brick of um, soft fucking shit like it's just like soft <laughs> it's just mochi it's just like a soft cake of of um of of, of, of white rice it's good though it, and there's a lot of different ways to eat it and stuff like that uh I, again i won't get too deep into it because this is kind of going to be a short podcast but um that's probably what i'm going to be doing most of the holiday not so much tv just because my son is so young in previous years I think last year, you know, he just went to sleep early and, and we watched like some of the TV specials that came that come on. I think last year is when the whole blackface uh, issue came up with Gaki no Sky, which I talked about. Um, so uh, but this year, since he's older and, you know, I don't really want him watching that type of comedy, I won't watch it. You know, I might record it or something like that. The, his Thomas the Tank Engine shows are taking up all the space on the hard drive on the TV, so I don't know. <laughs> but it's no big deal. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. I, I just got play it by ear, but that's pretty much up until New Year's Day. It's quiet. Uh, you know, eat some noodles, some buckwheat noodles for long life. Uh, wake up the next day, eat some other specialized food, and then do a whole bunch of family stuff. So I'll be ripping and running around the first few days of the year. Then I get one, maybe more day off to myself, which... Sorry, sorry. Um, which I'll probably be use. Oh, no, is am I still recording? Because I forgot to turn on my... Um, okay, I'm still recording. Sorry about that. I got nervous. I forgot to turn my screen on. Uh, on my phone again iphone microphone so i wasn't quite sure if i was recording but um yeah and then i just start work back again so uh this holiday i'm just kind of like i got a bunch of stuff to do but i'm just trying to rest like even tonight i did some stuff not as much as i wanted to do but my body's like dude just chill out so you know gotta listen to the signs listen to the signs <laughs> that's not even a song but whatever okay so um what i want to do i'm just going to close out this um food listing uh list uh just do a few of those i'm going to stop probably at about 20 yeah around 20 and leave it there right so i forgot exactly where i stopped before um, on the list, I think I talked about, uh, definitely talked yakitori. I think I did takoyaki. If I, if I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, um, onigiri feels about right for me, which is rice balls. Um, I'll just start with there. Start there. Rice balls are a staple food in Japan. If you don't know, uh, now you know. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, pretty much I spent several years of my life li almost living off of them, especially com from convenience stores. Like you'll, if you're in a jam, you want some food, 
good thing to do run into a convenience store and get uh some they're between 100 and 200 yen about one or two dollars uh triangular mainly triangular shaped uh, rice ball with um either rice wrapped in seaweed or a lot of different ingredients on the inside or mixed together in the form of, of, a, of a triangle for the most part um the thing is with the rice balls especially if you don't speak or read japanese it's kind of a crapshoot of what you're gonna get right so some of the more premium ones do have pictures in them and but everything can range from salmon eggs to salmon to tuna mayo which is a standard if you can learn the katakana for tuna mayo just look for that um to you know a bunch of funky raw egg up in there and, and ham and all this other crazy stuff so um in the beginning if you come to japan rice balls definitely only choose the ones with the pictures and unless you want to do some like challenge type video and just buy a few of them and um you know just see what see what bite into them and see what's on the inside i would highly recommend if you do find ones that you like pay close attention to the writing on it so you can kind of you know get like a base of the ones that you want and then branch out from there you know get one you like experiment sometimes if you're feeling funky um because i've bitten into some ones that were unexpectedly dope and i've bitten into some ones where i'm like what the fuck did i just eat so it really is a crapshoot you just gotta be careful with it okay uh let me see what else is next let me see we got uh yaki zakana uh which is just um fried fish pretty cut and dry unadon mm, which is like a eel kind of lunchbox type of thing I think you might if you're a long time listener you probably heard me talk about the eel day in summertime I'm not a huge fan of eel uh, nabe ryori nabe is okay gotta talk about some nabe nabe is like a hot pot which is very very good and very necessary this time of year uh, if you're moving to Japan and you, you know, or you, okay, I'll give you a dating tip. If you want to, if you're a guy or, or if you're a girl, a lady, and you want to kind of romance someone, the easy way is a nabe party, a hot pot party. So you got to buy one and, uh, or, you know, if depending if you're courting Japanese people, you know, you can tell them you want to have a nabe party, but you don't know how to do it. You know, and you have a nabe, buy one, of course, and a little heater and um, commence with the nabe. You know, ask them to kind of help you out. I think it's, it's a cool, kind of fun, like first house date kind of situation. It, depending on if the person is comfortable coming over to your house. Because I don't know if it's still the same way, but I know when I was dating, um, after me and my wife started dating, like in the beginning she wouldn't come over to my house like my apartment she would like come right up to the doorway and that was it she wouldn't come in she wouldn't do anything and i've heard previously i don't know it might be it might be a traditional kind of thing i don't know if it's still that way uh you know generations might have changed but i forgot if she told me or someone else told me a student told me i think or something like that i forgot where i picked it up when i first got here but you know uh, definitely either my wife or an older person told me that you know around that time like it was kind of like yeah 
girl won't come into your house because if you come enter someone's house, it's kind of like expectation that something's going to happen, you know, so, uh, like just coming over to hang out, you know, isn't really a thing. It was or, or wasn't at that time. So again, I guess I get the feeling that probably has changed from the past, or maybe I'm just too old school, and maybe it hasn't fucking changed. Like I, but everyone's just I, I don't know. I, I literally don't know. But um, you know, if you are dating or, or trying to you know court someone or whatever, just kind of be aware of that. If they don't want to come over to your spot, um, that might be a reason. And thinking back, sometimes when I was single, and I think dating as well, I remember. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna tell that story. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep that one to, to myself. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, okay, so let's <laughs> let's go down the list. Uh, watermelon. Okay, I'll talk about watermelon. Watermelon in Japan. Uh, so. If you've been, you know, researching, if you're interested in Japan, researching Japan, I know me too. Square watermelons is like been something, you know, $100 square watermelons is like the thing uh, that I thought was going on in Japan. That everyone's just paying for these square watermelons and stuff like that. I have never seen a square watermelon in Japan. Let me say that right now. I've been here for 14 years, never seen one in real life. That's just... Um, and I think you've heard me, you might have heard me talk about the more expensive fruits and things like that that are sold uh, more as like company presents and stuff like that. I would imagine square watermelon is another one of those that, but it just gets picked up by Western media because it's like, look at what the crazy Japanese people are doing. But regular Japanese people are not eating that shit. You can get watermelon, I mean, uh, for. I mean, you can get sliced, you can get a whole one for about like 20 bucks, I think, for like a, a, a watermelon. Again, in Japan, it's quality over quantity, so it's going to be like, you know. Yeah, Western watermelons are more oval, but the, the ones in Japan look like big-ass volleyballs. Like, they're circular, they're round, so um, the flavor it, it is not as watery. It, it is The flavor is a lot um, stronger. And stuff like that so hence the price uh but you know if that's something in the summertime people have them again i'd say they'll range from between two thousand to like five thousand between 20 to 50 bucks i know you might be like 20 50 bucks for a fucking watermelon but hey it's japan so again it's going to be a good quality watermelon but you're going to be paying 20 to 50 bucks for a watermelon so don't um, just keep that into consideration um, that's I'd say more more of a premium type fruit. Uh, a slice of it in the supermarket is about like five bucks. So yeah, they have I think what like light green like yellow ones I think too. Sometimes I don't know. I've I've tried them before. It's just a fucking watermelon. I don't know. Okay, I said I was gonna stop at twenty, but um, I lied. <laughs> and we're eighteen minutes in. I want to do a little bit more. Uh, Gyutang, I'm not a fan of that, which is, it's pronounced Gyutang, which is beef tongue in hiragana, but it's tongue, actually, so uh, it's kind of tough, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, really, like, Japanese people like it, but uh, I'll pass if I have a choice. Miso soup, of course, is, is, is classic, uh, you can get, again, making miso soup, you... 
uh, making miso soup, you have to fuck. Ah, I think I remember. If you, one th- one one important tip about miso soup. So, uh, if you if you come to Japan and you want to make your own miso soup, it's very easy, very fairly you know simple kind of thing. You get some water, you get some some miso paste, and some you know seaweed and some tofu, and just throw it in there and boil it. Um, but 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 here's the thing: if they they sell big tubs of miso, you have to make sure you get dashi ire, right? Dashi ire. Um, dashi is kind of like a fish fish soup stock kind of thing. It adds the flavor to the miso. If you own, they get they sell miso soup with it and without it. If you get it without it, it's just gonna be bland as fuck and have no flavor. And you're gonna be like, "What the fuck did I just do?" I think one time I bought some and I tried to make miso soup, and it was just like, "What the fuck?" My wife came over and tasted it. And she was like, "Uh, you gotta put some fucking dashi in that shit." <laughs> I mean, she didn't say it like that because that would have just fucking made me feel like a loser. But that's the whole point. Um, you know, if you don't, if you don't know, if you if you can't read, just grab a box of it and, and point to it and say dashi <laughs> you know or miso and dashi or dashi ire or something like that just say dashi ire and they'll um they'll understand so i'd say that's the easy way to do it like buying it separately and trying to like you know that's more of a pro tip so just get the big bucket of miso with the dashi in, in it already in it or you can do like I do. Um, in Japan, Japanese supermarkets, they also sell a lot of instant uh, miso soup, you know, single-serving joints. Those are always great. Um, that's what I have a lot with my lunch almost daily. Uh, whatever I buy, I just like to chuck that in there. They have dry type and paste types. I, I go for the paste always just because, like, it feels a lot more, you know, natural to me. So, yeah, so, yeah that's that's the thing. Uh, next, again, I'm going to blast through just a few more of these and keep going until I'm like, I need to go to fucking bed. Uh, okonomiyaki, which is really important um, as well. This is more of a Kansai Osaka food. If you go to Osaka, you got to get some okonomiyaki up in your system. That shit is dope. Okay. <laughs> it's um, it's like a Japanese style pancake, but don't imagine a pancake. It's uh, a bunch of sauce and mayonnaise and fish flakes. Um, the shape is a pancake, but inside it's more like cabbage and and, and, and other different ingredients, meat, bacon. Um, Osaka does it right. They, you can put whatever the fuck you want in there: octopus, bacon, fucking beef, and, and all types of shit. It's really, really good. Um, good stuff. <coughs> Sorry. Um, good stuff is good. Um, not so good. It's just like mediocre. But if you go to Osaka, pretty much you're getting where that's the mecca of okonomiyaki that's all i can say about that um yeah i'm not too thrilled about it uh in japan oh and sorry in tokyo all right let me just okay um i'm gonna do one final one from this list Uh, i'm just skipping a few of them but the one final one i'm gonna close out the podcast with is okome which is rice now I didn't think rice Actually I was making rice today uh, When everyone was asleep And I'm just doing it Like okay am I doing this shit right I had no idea How important rice is Which I mean when you think about it Of course it's Japan Rice is the staple food In this country Um, It's very fucking 
it's a big deal, right? And it's very important. And you got to understand how the fuck to handle the shit. So with a standard rice cooker, you don't just dump the rice. Like I fucked up quite a few batches of rice in my day. So that's what I'm kind of trying to tell you. Now, um, a rice cooker, first off, okay. Um, where do I start with this? Okay, so you have a rice cooker, right? That's where most rice, almost all rice is going to be made in a rice cooker. Now, you scoop out, depending on the cup size, you, you got to have a little cup to scoop out and put the correct amount of scoops of rice in the rice cooker. One serving would be like one. Again, one, two, or three, depending on the number of people, is, I think, an easy way to calculate it. Ah, no, fuck that. Because three people and two scoops is, is, is enough. Um, yeah, like, I'd say one scoop. A half a scoop per person, but they, it doesn't come in half a scoops. So, um, one scoop for two people is an easy way to think about it. For, for two servings. Two servings is one scoop is an easy way to think about it, right? So if you're eating by yourself and you, you just came to Japan, you got some rice, you got a rice cooker, you're eating alone, just one scoop and you probably have leftovers. If it's a party, an average amount, I'd say, or, or like three, four people eating, two to three scoops and you'll probably have some leftover. Um, now what you're going to do, there's, there's, there's a lot of different types of rice. Koshi hikari is, I'd say, like standard good rice to have. Like, I don't really know. There's a bunch of different types. I don't really know. Um, anything on the Sea of Japan side is, is is apparently good because they get a lot of like water and uh, rain and the water's really nice. I don't I don't know. I just hear a bunch of fucking rice related information. I don't know the fuck is the best. I don't I have never really had bad rice here. Like I don't I mean I've had really good rice where I'm like, okay, I can taste this shit is good, but like Japanese people are like, Yeah, this is good, this is not so good, this is okay, da, da, da. I don't know. Uh shit's all good to me. Um now, Japanese rice is a little bit sticky, um, so when you eat it with your chopsticks, it won't fall off, which is which is good. I'm kind of accustomed to eating this type of rice compared to the type of rice I eat back home, which is a lot drier, long grain, shit like that. Um, yeah. Now, going back to the rice cooker, when you after you scoop it, here's the tricky part: is the water, man. Like I've heard so many fucking so much fucking advice on how to prepare because you gotta wash the rice before you put it in to make it del more delicious you don't just like dump some water in there and, and start it like you'll get complaints about your rice techniques so what i do now like i've heard you gotta like i don't even know how to like swish it around like there's a special way you gotta like scrub it or some shit like that I, i'm not good that good at that and plus my hands are kind of bigger too big for like to get in the bowl because the bowl and the rice cooker comes out so what I do and what the person a person that I've uh, told me is in the past is you pour some water in, after the rice is in the bowl pour some water in then immediately drain it right then um, you pour some more water in and swish it around and drain it the it become the rice makes the water cloudy so <laughs> excuse me so um yeah if you once you start swishing the water once you start swishing the rice around it'll make the water cloudy so the person told me to keep doing that and draining it until it's not that really that cloudy anymore 
and then you can fill it up and push start, right? Um, I've also heard people say that the cloudiness in the water is important. So you, you're not supposed to do that because that's all the nutrients in the rice. I have no fucking idea what is best. Like I've heard so many conflicting advice and I've heard like rooms full. I've seen rooms full of housewives debate this shit for like 15 minutes. And I'm just sitting there like I should have never asked this question. <laughs> so, Yeah. I don't know what's best. That's just what I do now. Um, the final po- the final point which I need to make about this is, like I said, fill it back up. Do not just randomly fill up the rice cooker, um, you know, on some shit. Like, that's not what you want to do. Um, you're going to need to learn two kanji if you're dealing with a rice cooker. You're going to need to learn the kanji for white, and you're going to need to learn the kanji for rice. Put them together, you get white rice. Because like there's a there's different lines, different settings. Every rice cooker bowl has different lines and settings depending on what type of rice or how you want to make it. And if you do it wrong, if you just like go, you know, you'll see numbers in there for the number of scoops. So you can get the right number of scoops, but if you have the wrong setting, it'll just come out looking like fucking mush, and you're just like fuck, what did I do? I got all this crap, and I gotta like try and eat this shit. So. Um, learn the kanji for white rice Follow the number Make sure it's level as well That's another mistake I made too put it, put it on, Don't just eyeball it like while you're holding it Like Put it down Make sure because there's two sides to the number It'll be one on the left, one on the right Make sure it's even on both because that'll fuck it up too And make sure it's exactly correct Because in Japan everything's precise Hit start on the rice cooker And then in like 40-50 minutes you'll have delicious Japanese style rice like I remember um, <laughs> I'll tell this story before I get out of here the first meal I had when I came to Japan I remember it like I'll never forget it my apartment I went to a grocery store and I was like okay I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna make and the grocery store had this funky music that made me do the robot in the supermarket because I was just like you know it was like this 80s little music I was like I'm in Japan I'm doing a robot in the supermarket and people were probably looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with this dude but um so what I did uh I think uh we had some rice in my apartment or I bought I can't remember how where I got the rice from but I uh, got some tuna fish and some seaweed I made some rice in the rice cooker I think I fucked it up but I didn't care and there was a typhoon yeah that day there was a typhoon that came through and i had the day off and and my roommate at the time was gone so i had the place to myself and rocky was on tv and i may i remember (laughs) i remember like you know i sat there with this huge bowl of like rice and put together some like seaweed in the most fucked up rice ball i've ever made and because i didn't know what the fuck i was doing mixed it with some tuna fish on the inside and just ate it and watched rocky and then like you know the end part where he's like Adrian, the music's there and i just like remember like you know i just in my just eating this shit and i just i'm just like crying and i start crying because i'm just like i made it to japan you know um it was some. It was a goal that I I set at that time. Like I was two thousand four, so I think about two thousand. You know, I was like twenty two years old, and 
um, when I was like 18. It's, yeah, I was like 18. It was a place that I wanted to go to that was so far away, but I kept that idea in my head and it grew and developed. And now that I'm older and reading more, I can understand like why that's so important in achieving goals in your life and, you know, helps bring, bring things into you. And, um, yeah, just telling this brings me back to that time. Like, just, you know, I remember like it was raining all crazy outside and it was like, you know, October and I was just, I'm just in this, you know, had my college hoodie on and, I'm just like watching Rocky. I'm just like, you know, I, st- I think I stood up and put my hands up in like victory pose like I did it. And I was really and even me even me remembering that now, it it makes, you know, makes me a little bit watery-eyed cuz um yeah, I I remember that like that was probably one of I mean besides graduating college. I mean, after I graduated college, I was like, all right, whatever, but that was a thing I think one of the first truly unbelievable things I had done in my life like where I was just like holy shit what the fuck I'm I'm really here where you know I'm really in a dream world right now like like me going from DC to college was one big step but I was still you know not too far out there you know but coming here I was on my own like you know I was like way out there like you know I still am way out there but I mean now I'm comfortable being way out there but at that time like it was it was it was a lot for me for me to for me to say I'm gonna pack up my life into a suitcase you know and fly on the other side of the world and and that day to realize that I, I had actually done it and, you know, like the Band-Aid, I ripped it right off and, and and I had a place to stay. You know, that's that's what it was. Like, I remember now, like, yeah, just remember. <sighs> Sorry, you guys. Yeah, remember. Don't worry, I'm not going, I'm not crying or nothing like that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't scared to cry. But, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to cry on my podcast. But, like, it, it does, like, you know, touch, it hits a chord for me to remember it. Like, um... I I knew like that okay I came to Japan I got a place to stay I got some food you know and I'm good like you know from from ground zero I got a place to stay I can eat here that's I can start you know what I'm saying like like that was a start like I got a roof over my head and I got some food in my stomach and that's what and so I knew I would be okay after um, after doing that, and that's why I felt so accomplished because I knew um, from that point that I would be able to handle whatever this country threw at me, and I was, you know, really proud of myself for, for being able to to take, you know, you know what I'm saying, to have my foot on some type of solid ground, you know, and. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm st- I'm I'm still, you know, trying, um, scratching and clawing my way to get where I want to go, to get where I deserve to be. You know, I'm not entitled to be there, but I deserve to be, and my where my family deserves to be, um, in this country. But to see, you know, to to just think back and from from then to now, and and you know, it's fitting that I'm have I'm having this conversation with you guys at the end of a year. 
at the end of a year that was a very transitional year for me. Um, you know, just working so hard and 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 and, and putting the pieces together for setting the stage for an even much more important year, which will be next year, a much more hectic year, which will be next year. Um, and thinking back to that first time and, you know, that first day is, it's a trip, man. Like I, I can't really explain to you all how, how it feels like I really, I really can't like, um, it's yeah it's it's not i don't know it's not perfect but you know it's what i need at this point like it's, it, i don't even know if i can explain what how 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 i feel right now um so, sorry sorry i went off like way deep way too deep but um but I don't know. The, the the point is, I'm gonna wrap up the podcast. I'm happy. I'm happy in Japan. I'm ha- I'm happy that I came here, and I can't imagine what my life would have, how my life would have turned out if I hadn't come here. I really can't. Like I I can't see the type of person I would have been if I hadn't come here, and in a good way. You know, and I'm happy I'll never see, find out. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll just never know. Um, but, you know, I know it's made me a better person. I know for a fact it's enriched the lives of, of my wife and, and you know, um, my in-laws and, you know, and things like that. And... and yeah, like life life is funny, man. Life is funny. Uh I don't know if I've ever told the story. I'm not going to tell it again now, but just one question, like, you know, an idea led to like one question from a from a professor from a person which started me on the track which changed the complete course of my life. And, and I think about that sometimes. I'm just like, "Holy fuck, man. Life is crazy." Like, just one random question can, you know, I mean, yeah, like, if I could see, the, I don't even know that professor's name, I don't even know that person's name, but, like, you know, my son, like, my life here, like, all, my marriage, like, all this stuff came from, like, one question that a person just randomly asked me uh, one one day, you know, but knowing how the universe works, like, Mentally, I had to be in a place, you know, that put me there at that right time and, and at that right place. So let me get out of here by just saying, let me close my laptop and get out of here by just saying, um, sorry, sorry for that going off. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I would just say, like, wherever you are in your life, whoever is listening, you know, um, your thoughts and, and, and your ambitions and your goals and your actions are leading somewhere even if you can't see it like that's one thing i've learned quite a bit since i'd say leaving fuck since probably my senior year of high school 
you know, eventually I, I kind of was learning it, experiencing it. But these past few years, just reading books and things like that, understanding it more and more, like your thoughts and and your dreams and your goals, you know, are lining up things uh, that you can't see. And, you know, one day, you know, it, your actions will intersect and there's a chance for great things to happen. But you have to be willing to take that chance. You have to be willing to recognize that moment, you know, and act on it. And luckily in my life, there's a few key points in time where I can point to that even though I didn't know I was acting on it, I was acting on it. And it set the stage for me to go to it set the stage for me to go to college it set the stage for me to come to japan it set the stage for me to meet my wife you know it set the stage for me to 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 be on the career path that I'm on now so yeah i just encourage you to do that if you you know if you have something you want go for it man go for it you know you might, might end up on the other side of the world Doing fucking funky ass podcasts Hey uh, <laughs> Alright man let me, let me get out of here Let me let me go to bed I think there's a little bit too much deep talk for me tonight Hopefully I don't know, Hopefully it was something Alright So much love to you guys uh, I'll I hopefully talk to you guys uh, One more time in 2018 If not Oh shit What are you missing If not I'll see you guys on the other side of the new year much love, y'all. Peace.